On today's Locked On Texans podcast, Cody and I look at the unsung heroes from Saturday night's victory and Jonathan Wells, former Ohio State running back, joins the show. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 Texans fans across the nation, like those Texans listeners and viewers, to this Monday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If this is your hmm. first time watching or listening to the Locked On Texans podcast, thank you for stopping by. You could have yes, been sir. anywhere in the world, but you are here with Cody and myself. I think I'm Texas football analyst Johnson Sports Guy Hickman, of course, on the other side, Sports Illustrated's own credential media member for the Houston Texans, Cody Davis. Yes, sir. Yes, I sir. think um I think this might be the 10th consecutive day we didn't post the show. <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired, but as long as the Houston Texans I'm in the zone. Win, as long as they keep winning and winning in the fashion that they are, I have no problem with it. Yes, today's sir. episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. Use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. And if this is your first time again, thank you for stopping by. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And thank you to our returning listeners coming back as we continue to talk Texans on today's show. We look at can CJ Stroud go on a Joe Burrow run? Those two quarterbacks will always be connected in some kind of way because of the Ohio State bloodline that they share. And then we look at it, a former Ohio State running back, friend of the show, of course, Jonathan Wells. He's going to join the show to talk C.J. Stroud. And, of course, just the Texans right now, right? Jonathan Wells joined the show early in the year. He had an opportunity. Of course, former Texans running back, might I add, or we get caught up in Ohio State connection, former Texans running back, so that's going to be fun. But we open up today's show, Cody and listeners and viewers, looking at the unsung heroes mm. of Saturday Night's Victory. Cody, I want to give it to you. Well, I'm going to start off with my biggest unsung hero, and that was Desmond King. The performance that he had inside oh, yeah. NRG Stadium against the Cleveland Browns, it showed two things. One, it showed why he was the most surprising cut when the Texans um, officially named their initial 53-man roster, and two, why it was so important for the Houston Texans to bring him back. He finished the game with a team-high 12 tackles, and he ended up being the second-highest-graded defensive player, according to Pro Football Focus, with an overall grade at 85.3. The only other defensive player that ended up grading higher was Christian Harris, who I believe had like a 91, a crazy, stupid number. But shout-out to Desmond King. And he might have had one of my favorite moments of the season – his only quarterback hit came when Joe Flacco decided to, <laughs> I guess, do his own Michael Vick impression and try I, I to get don't some know. I scramble. I think Joe Flacco was just falling in slow motion on that one. He's an old man. Desmond King hit him so hard to the point he, like, double spinned on top of his head. He did the Booker T, the, the five time, five time, five time, five time. Hit the spin Rooney on Oh, my goodness. Uh, to see that yeah. in person, man, I bust out with the laughing. And honestly, John – 
I haven't stopped watching that on repeat. I've literally been watching that almost every hour on an hour ever since the end of Saturday's game. But shout out to Desmond King and another guy that I want to give a special shout out to in terms of unsung heroes. Of course, I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the ball because once again, the defensive performance that the Texans had was phenomenal. According to um, head coach D'Amico Ryans after the game, he said that the Texans saved their best defensive performance of the season when they really needed it. Another unsung hero I want to mention, Derek Burnett. John, you texted me before the game and said, hey, Tierra Tart is a healthy scratch. I say, yeah, unfortunately, I don't like it because they need as much help up front as possible. And I knew going into the game that both Will Anderson, especially Jonathan Grenard, was going to continue to be on limited snaps. Um, Grenard more so than Anderson. Um, So I was like, I I didn't like that. However, Barnett had one of his most impactful games ever since he came here as a member of the Houston Texans. He is another guy that showed why Nick Casario should be at least a strong consideration for executive of the year because... He went out there and made sure that they claim Barnett off of waivers, and he has made a tremendous impact ever since joining the Houston Texans. Two tackles, only one sack, but that one sack came during a very crucial moment of the game, and he finished as one of the top overall graded defensive linemen for the Houston Texans with an overall pro football focus grade of 78.7. Shout out to the Houston Texans, man. Like I said on yesterday's show, I'm going to say it here again today. Every single player, especially on the defensive side of the ball, who stepped on the field made an impact for the Texans' victory. Absolutely. And one of the guys that I'm going to look at is a guy that we've been beating up a little bit on the show simply because in his first real year of NFL football, he has produced. Now, we know that his story and what he's coming back from, but there's no way I'm going to you know, talk about the unsung heroes without mentioning John Mechie. John mm. Mechie was very good for Houston Saturday night. Houston had about, I think, uh, I don't, I can't remember offhand, but I think six plays of 25 or more yards. John Mechie accounted for that. John Mechie also, you know, I think got more snaps than anticipated because Noah Brown went out the game so early. And when you look at the, the game that he had, uh, a total of 44 yards, that may not seem like enough, a lot actually, but that was his best output of the season. He also got involved in the run game with nine yards. So a total of 50 more, 50 or more yards on the game in that game for John Mitchie. I thought he was good for his role. I thought that mm. when you saw Noah Brown go down as early as he did, I was wondering, okay, how how can Houston find other guys to get involved? That's been mm-hmm. a legitimate question for the past several weeks. Honestly, since Tank Dale has went down. You've had spurts from guys here and there, but not all consistently. John Mechie stepped up and did his thing. Mm. Also, I'm going to stay on the offensive side of the ball. I thought Shaq Mason didn't get the amount of love that he probably should after Saturday's game. But Shaq Mason did a very good job of just making sure that Houston had an opportunity to limit that offensive line. I limit the defensive line of the Cleveland Browns, guys. They, they went out there. Zero sacks. When we know that, okay, zero sacks. That's you know that's 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 big. But they went up against arguably one of, if not the mm. best defensive line in the NFL. And with Shaq Mason, I'm also going to throw an alley you to the guy that they gave the start to uh, in place of Charlie Heck. 
a fully healthy George fan. I thought that he played mm. very good for Houston. And so you look at some of the small things that allowed Houston to do some of the big things, you know, 25 or more yards, you know, pushing that offense, getting that offense downfield. Uh, John mentioned he's a part of that. Uh, making sure that Miles Garrett was a no-show, making sure that some of the other defensive linemen on that other on, on the uh, Cleveland Browns were no-shows. Yes, we gave a lot of praise to Laramie Tunsil, and we can continue to give praise to Laramie Tunsil. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. But Shaq Mason, uh, uh, George Fant, Juice Crooks, who was in terms of pass blocking, according to PFF, he was the highest graded pass blocker for the Houston Texans. And oh, by the way, he's a rookie. Hmm. So yeah, I, 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 we got to give love to that offensive line uh, in its entirety, man, because. Without them, without them being able to offset the pressure from the Cleveland defensive linemen, that may be a different game. They get their pressure, now you're looking at them getting turnovers, and now you're looking at getting better field position, and now you're looking at them cutting the field in half. And you know, now Joe Flacco doesn't have to go the distance. So a lot of that small detail type of things went into that victory. O-line did good, John Mitchell did good, and also want to give some love to the hometown kid. Jalen mm, Petrie. Yes, sir. Only, only, only out of three targets, only one allowed for six catches going his way. And I thought that, man, Jalen Petrie has been beat up a lot this season. Not the season a lot of people thought he'd have. A, a sophomore slump, to say the least. But Jalen Petrie had a very good – I thought he had a good game Saturday night, and I want to give him some love because you just love to see a kid bounce back. But this isn't like a charity bounce back. He had a good game. And we got to acknowledge him as such. The first go-round, Cleveland was able to deep bomb Houston over mm. the top a lot. They were not able to do that. You saw Jalen Petrie be effective dropping back in coverage, or he's always pretty much effective when he's active around the line of scrimmage. So shout-out to Jalen Petrie. I thought he is a unsung hero for Saturday's game. I know we come and talk sports to escape the harsh realities of life. Uh, but right now, we need to talk about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics all the time. Right now, in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade, guys, this stuff is getting st- scary outside. Uh, I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if myself, my significant other, or a family member, or one of our family member kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from getting life-saving medication that they need. Thankfully, We'll be okay uh, with Jace Medical. Jace Medical is allowing us the opportunity to kind of fight back a little bit. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of different illnesses. This stuff can happen to any of us, UTIs, maybe respiratory infections, and Jace Medical with the Jace case is trying to help us out. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician. Uh, physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of a regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use code Locked On to get $20 off your order. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to the next big event. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets to all the sporting events, music, comedy, theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, Views from your seat and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game time guarantee means you'll get the best price. If you find 
tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And with zone deals, you pick the section, game time picks the seats for big time savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download game time, create an account, use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back in Locked On Texans listeners and viewers, Texan fans across the nation. We got somebody special in the house, our friend. Y'all seen him here before. Y'all know him because he was in that backfield for not only Ohio State, but your Houston Texans. Jay Wells, Jonathan Wells joins the show. We got to open it up right off the bat. That Ohio State bloodline connection, that Texans bloodline connection. You came here on this very show months ago and let it be known what type of quarterback this franchise was getting in C.J. Stroud. Hmm. Can you just circle back? Can we can we circle back and give you the horn and allow you a moment to just say, I told you so? Hmm. Well, I'm not even going to do it, man. I don't think a lot of people around here like that I was right, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? They should be happy. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm happy I'm right. Like I said, man, nobody could have predicted that CJ would come into the NFL and do what he's doing as fast as he's doing it. But I was convinced he was the right kind of young man. He had the right type of character, the right type of work ethic. And he came from a great program like Ohio State with a great coach like Ryan Day. So at the end of the day, I figured that uh, he would be able to handle the challenge. And uh, he's succeeding everybody's uh, 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 thought process of what we thought he would come in the league and do. Jonathan, uh, rightfully so. C.J. Stroud has gotten a lot of praise for the success that we have seen here in the Houston Texans. But as an alumni for this same organization, what has it been like to see D'Amico Ryans revamp, reshape, and bring this Houston Texans franchise back to relevancy, especially considering considering the one thing I love about former Texans players, it seemed like all of you guys, it doesn't matter what era, what year, when you put on that Texans jersey, you guys have a very strong connection, a very strong bond within that alumni association, man. What has it been like to watch D'Amico Ryan's do the things he's doing year one? Uh, it's been amazing, man. It's been a true blessing. Uh, one thing about him, like I said, man, he's just calm, collected. Uh, he has he has a, a type of confidence about him that, you know, just resonates throughout the building and throughout the locker room. And like I said, I saw it the first day he was hired. I don't know D'Amico personally. I have not spent a lot of time with him. But uh, I just know a great coach when I see one. He just he kind of reminds me of uh, Jim Trestle. Very quiet, laid back. But when it's time to get on that football field, you see that other side of him come out. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, he's done a great job. Shout out to everybody, man. Nick Casario, uh, Callen, Hannah, Greg Grissom, everybody in that front office, man, that was able to make these moves, man. Shout out to them. I'm glad you gave Jim Trussell some love. That's one of my favorite college coaches in, in college football history. The goal. And uh, really, I hate how everything went down. But Jim was always a man of the, uh, of the people. Uh, it was a, a player – coach type of guy, uh, at least from the outside looking in. When we look at some of those player coaches, what type of impact does that style of coaching, especially when you're winning, what does what type of impact does that have on players? And I want to use that to just say, how has this team with the Will Anderson, the C.J. Stroud, we're seeing uh, Christian Harris have a monster second year, some of, these, some of these other young guys, how has this team 
just changed from the years previous to now due to the type of coaching, player coaching style that we've been seeing from D'Amico Ryans? Honestly, I think everything started from draft night. Like being at the draft, you know, being at the stage when they made that that trade. When they, when they got CJ, I lost my mind, obviously. But then for them to backdoor and trade and come and get Will Anderson, mm-hmm. that just sent a electricity through this city, and it is not going away. You can feel it all the way through OTAs. You can feel it through training camp. And once they lost those first two games and then they figured it out and they started to win some games, not only win some games, you know, 46-second-yard uh, drive, you know, to close games out. I knew we had something special, man. So uh, big salute to them, just keeping their head down. Ton of injuries everywhere across the board. It doesn't matter. It's like whoever we putting in there, they're stepping up and making plays when they got to make them. So uh, big salute to the guys, man, for just staying the course and, and getting us in this playoff hunt. Jonathan, from your perspective, you was in the building Saturday, Texans defeating the Cleveland Browns 45-14. What was that experience like for you? And what are some of the intangibles that you saw down there on the field that you really, really liked? Oh, well, first of all, salute to all the fans that came out, man. NRG was rocking. Um, Mm -hmm. They were still a little bit on the fence on us early, you know, once (laughs) we got down. I I felt them teetering a little bit. But uh, good thing the boys was able to make some plays, man, and uh, get out of there. But uh, the, the atmosphere was beautiful at NRG, you know what I mean? So um, the intangibles, man, listen, we tackled in space. We didn't give up too many big plays on the defense like we did the first time. We were able to neutralize Amari Cooper, who went crazy on us a couple weeks ago. But like I said, I figured that would work in our advantage because as NFL players, we have a lot of pride and a lot of ego in what we do. So when somebody comes out there and catches for 265 yards, I would imagine those guys were chomping at the bit yesterday. Mm. They played with a with a chip on their shoulder. They played with an attitude. And also, we got some of our pass rushers back that didn't play against them a couple weeks ago. And they was bringing that noise. They had that boy Joe Flacco shook. And uh, that's how we was able to get out there with that smash. Man, you know, social media is, is, is fun right now. But the topic the last couple of weeks, the last couple of days actually, has been the all-pro snubs, the Pro Bowl snubs. And you look at corner, right? You got Asante Samuels chiming in, former New England Patriot great. Uh, The Sauce Gardner and Derek Singley, those two will be linked together for the rest of their careers. Mm -hmm. Can you just talk about from a former player, uh, you know, perspective, what is it about Stingley who 80% of the time traveled with Amari Cooper only one catch allowed. I want to say it was negative six yards, but he didn't do much. Couldn't create separation. What is it about Derek Stingley, who is a quiet assassin, that makes him as great as he is? Well, number one, he's healthy. Uh, we always knew. We, all, we always knew that if he could get healthy for a long period of time, that he had a chance to be great, which is why he was drafted number three overall. I think really just being able to work with Coach D'Amico Ryan's him having that confidence in him to let him loose, let him free, let him play his game. And Stingley, a big boy at the corner. Don't get it mm-hmm. twisted. That boy yoked up over there on that corner. He's in great physical shape. He yeah. can run with the small guys. He can bang with the big guys. I mean, he's just an overall uh, good-looking prospect at the cornerback. And we need him to be playing his best football. And that's what he's been doing for the second half of the season. I have no idea how this young man is not on the Pro Bowl. Crazy. Yeah, I, I thought he had crazy. an all-pro year. Uh, before we shoot out of here, former running back Jonathan Wells, thank you for stopping by. Can you talk about how impactful Devin Singletary has been for this Houston Texans offense? We we cannot leave without yeah. talking about that running back position. Yeah, well, you know, I love all my running backs. Shout out to DP and the rest of the crew. 
Um, but hey, this is this is a, a league of opportunity. That young man got an opportunity when uh when, when when DP went down and he stepped up and he's made the most of every single carry that he's had. He's he's really opened up that 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 whole offense for us because he he has a little bit more wiggle, I say, than than maybe DP. DP's that down south, north and south, you know, get those yards right away. But if you saw yesterday how patient he was on some of those cutbacks way over here, a lot of running backs don't see that, that, that weak mm. side back there. But he is he has great vision. And, uh, you know, he has great stop and start ability, and he runs hard. He doesn't turn the football over either. So he's been a, a man amongst boys. We definitely needed him to step up. And big salute to the motor, man. He handling his mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Jonathan, uh, before we let you go, as of right now, we are currently waiting to see who's going to be the next opponent for the Houston Texans. He's either going to be the Baltimore Ravens or Kansas City. Um, I'm pretty sure you agree with me, John. It really don't matter who the next matchup is going to be. They definitely have a chance. But as a player who played this game at the highest level, how can the Houston Texans actually sustain the momentum that we have seen them build over these last couple of weeks? Because I truly do believe that sustaining this momentum and this style of play is going to be the key as to whether or not they can make it to Las Vegas on February 11th. Yeah. Um, I think it's really simple, man. Number one on offense, continue to be able to run the football when we need to. And also, CJ just doesn't turn the ball over. If he doesn't turn the ball over – we have a chance to beat everybody that's remaining in the playoffs. Defensively, I think we have to just do what we've been doing, tackling space and don't give up too many big plays over the top, make those make those offenses earn it and march it all the way down the field. And then we have to be opportunistic like we were yesterday, get a couple turnovers here and there, and anybody can be beat on any given Saturday or Sunday, man. So I think we have a fighting chance against anybody who shows up in the bracket uh, tomorrow, and uh, we're going to be looking forward to going on the road and getting it on. The Texans are 2-0 and in Saturday games this year. So, mm. you know, I don't know if y'all believe in, in that juju, hoodoo, voodoo, superstitions, or what. I hope we get Baltimore. Actually, I, I, I ain't going to say I hope we get Baltimore. But I, I like playing teams that's been on the bye. I like to catch them coming off that bye, coming off mm. that bye a little bit rusty. I, yeah. That's what I think about Cleveland. Y'all rested y'all starters. That's going to come back to haunt y'all, I told them. And that's what happened. Ooh. Yep, Jonathan Wells, guys, thank you for joining the show. We appreciate it. Uh, any last message that you would like to leave our listeners and viewers? Oh, now, nah, man, y'all follow me. Check me out on J. Wells Media Group on Instagram, man. And, hey, let's go. Let's go H-Town. Let's go Texas. Let's go. Let's get another dub this week. Yes, sir. Thanks, Jonathan. My man, appreciate y'all. That was J. Wells, former Texans running back. Telling you guys about, uh, you know, how, why, why the Houston Texans got a shot. And hmm. I want to tell you guys why you have a shot at $150 because right now FanDuel is giving away to new customers, of course, $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet. You got live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first better layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back in Locked On Texas listeners and viewers. Jay Wells, Mm. Jonathan Wells, always good. 
to have a friend back on the show. At the time <laughs> of this recording, the Cowboys are down 27 to 7. Oh, Dak my Prescott. Goodness. Dakota Prescott has thrown for two interceptions, one pick mm. six, I believe. Mm, 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 uh, mm. It's just it's it's rough for the other team in Texas. Of I forty five, it's rough for them. You know, it's <laughs> it's rough for them guys. Wait, by the way, I do want to point this out: the Texans are still playing, and don't let the Texans be the only team in Texas. To still be playing meaningful football in mid-January, man. <laughs> Shout out to the McNairs for getting it right, for getting out of their general manager's way, for doing smart things. But, you know, we talked about – excuse me. Talk about doing it right. Drafting C.J. Stroud was a part of that. We just talked to Jonathan Wills, former Ohio State running back, a former Houston Texans running back. Now we're looking at – and talking about a former Ohio State quarterback, current Houston Texans quarterback, and C.J. Stroud. Can he go on a Joe Burrow run? Before I, I pass that over to you, Cody, because I, I like that conversation. I want you to take it over. Uh, Saturday night when C.J. Stroud was blitzed, he was 5 for 5 for 126, 1 TD. The play action, remember I talked about how great the play action and getting out on the edge and attacking the edge of that defense was for Houston. 5 of 7. 146 yards, three TDs on the day for the Houston Texans. Bobby Sloyd did a great job of scheming it up. And 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 CJ Stroud just did a very good job of delivering. But can CJ Stroud go on the Joe Burrow run? It's very, very possible. It's possible. <laughs> You know, let's let's start off with that. You know, it's, it's very possible. very possible. Um, by the way, that's the best version of the Cinderella story. By the way, um, the Brandy Whitney Houston version. But just want to throw that out there. But um, you know, shout out to Big Sarge, man. This was a conversation that me and him was having um inside of NRG Stadium, and he's really brought it to my pray attention. for Big Sarge. He's a um, cowboy fan. Oh yeah, he sure is. So y'all be sure to lift him up tonight. <laughs> but um, when you go back and take a look at what. Joe Burrow was able to accomplish, I believe that was his second year in the league, 2021, helped Cincinnati get all the way to the Super Bowl. They ended up losing to the Los Angeles Rams um, 23-20 to 20 that year. But when you take a look at the fact that Joe was still a young quarterback in the league, still trying to establish himself, you had Cincinnati. They, like the Houston Texans, of course, had a couple bad seasons revamped themselves over the last I think there was actually two years into their rebuild when they made the Super Bowl but the similarities man it's there and when you take a look at CJ and you take a look at Joe it's like well one is he already on that tier as you can say as long as we got that quarterback we can go as far as that quarterback can take us I honestly do believe that CJ is already in that conversation and two and most importantly you're looking at, once again, a very young quarterback, not only just establishing himself in the league, because it's one thing, and I hate to bring his name up, but you take a look at Deshaun Watson. Year two for him was his year of establishing himself in the league. However, it did not result into this type of run. Now, I understand a lot of the, that regime of the Houston Texans, especially in year two, had a lot to do. The shortcomings that we saw had a lot to do with the coaching staff. And once again, coaching playing a big difference, no matter how talented your team is. But it's like CJ has already surpassed that, 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 that 
tier of quarterbacks still trying to establish himself. Can CJ go on a borough run? The only thing that I think hinders that is Joe Burrow and the weapons that he had. And do I think Houston, they got Nico, but, but Joe Burrow and the weapons was different, man. And so I, I think that could be a deciding factor because if you play a team like the Baltimore Ravens, if you play a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, very good defense this year, you know, let's say they take away your number one weapon. Who else steps up? Mm-hmm. But with CJ, I, you you got faith in the young man, and I, I, like I'm not mad at Texans fans for saying we can beat Baltimore, we can beat Kansas City, we can beat these teams because he's that special. Hmm. He is that special. Thank you guys for listening to this Monday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment on YouTube at Locked On Texans. Follow us on Twitter slash X. At Locked On Texas and give me a follow on Twitter slash X at John <laughs> underscore Hickman twelve. Cowboys yeah. fans, if you even here right now, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what you're doing. Let me take a nap. Did you at least pinch them? Um. By the way, speaking of Cowboys, if they end up losing this game, because at the time of this recording they are down twenty seven to seven. Um, a shot. Do you think? By Wednesday, we're going to get the Dallas Cowboys have requested to interview Bobby Sloyd. <laughs> no, I, I, I think uh, I think if they lose this game, we might as well get prepared to see Bill Belichick in Dallas. And as always, I'm your host, Cody F. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.